Hello, my name is David Turner, and this is another episode of Lunar Poetry Shorts. This evening, I'm at our spoken word evening, Silence Found a Tongue. Well done for not whistling. Thank you very much. Uh, we're in South London, Waterloo, and I'm joined by editor of Prowl, Lisa Lux. Hello, Lisa. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. And as always, we're going to start with a poem. There isn't anything to see here except exceptionally well-dressed wires in beach attire looking like they're meant to be somewhere else. In a travesty of courtroom sittings, old reality is splitting itself in two. And you're jerking off on a circuit board? The stockman shrugs off the circus horde of clucking customers. The phone shop is a zoo. The signals arrest those few but far between thoughts like we could have been bigger now, but we're shrinking. We spent an eternity growing wide now, we're thinking it's too much. Our forgotten bodies are just surplus and we accept oddities without getting nervous like a lion upgrade gripping. It's Fiat's HD teeth nipping and modernity has you in its clutch. Sacrificed eye contact and human touch to skip cues and read more of the god-awful news. A paranoid meditation squeezes out of my speakers like worms. An attempt to forget the complexity of witnessing privacy nested in its urn. Urn. Is it earnest to say this? Is it useless to pay this any attention? We're not supposed to be tripping, but someday bionic strippers will be existing in a real-life Candy Crush saga. Thighs buzz with expectation. That phantom vibrates got you impatiently waiting for a call that was never going to come. So you dive into the gung-ho dung-holes of the web, chasing the flow in a social ebb. Breakfast time. The grid is flashing. Who's already loosened their lips? Are politicians the adult versions of kids who play battleships? F5, hit me with your rhythm stick. Soviet polyphonic rhythmic grip gets gripey. But look at how the sick don't get any fitter yet. We're playing with holy grams. And Siri, 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 Siri ain't real and didn't ever live. But the people alive are destined to give up everything they have that makes them human. Confusion between the subject and the master shivers like rattlesnakes in that blast of light we're hooked on. And these mobile bones are playing the icky van song, and now a sticky hand is longingly pulling us in. Brain freeze, Mr. Whippy Cocaine, please, and 99er for your name, please, and your passport number, and frame these last moments. Immortality. It's just the word. We conjured from the absurd. Darley and Blake's verse gave us a chance to get out of silver apples, but we eaved the sacred fruit, the bite that microchipped our womb, lodged like a seed of Nagasaki's plumes. But we can entertain one another in the sanctity of playtime. With poetry, good rhymes, slogan teas, and just noticing the strength of the breeze. And it will feel good to be human, to touch my lover's breasts and feel the very skin she tripped up and blessed with a crystalline grace. 
It feels good to be human. To hear the slow jam of big old trees groping at their own leaves as if they're masturbating constantly. And every sigh is both of ecstasy and sweet release. It feels good to be human. Where a nose is a scrapbook your mum kept since you were old enough to know nothing. It feels good to be human. To see light dossing in between rainbows and science class prisms. It feels good to be a human. To taste the wisdom of some lord's natural sound design. Whoosh! Bubble. Unlock the cold chest of anxiety with technological sobriety. And then come back online and let me know how that felt. Cheers, Lisa. So, why poetry? Why poetry? Uh, I guess it's interesting because I think language is, is a completely insignificant, uh, not insignificant, sorry, that's the wrong word, uh, inadequate uh, uh, signifier of the human condition. Uh, I don't think that we can actually express ourselves uh, most of the time using the language that we do in conversation. So uh, what, what I find really interesting and fascinating to do is to uh, use language to, to, to manipulate it, to arrange it in certain ways, to try and crash through uh, neural pathways in other people's minds and just for a moment, just for a moment, allow them to peek at what it's like in my human condition and in other people's human condition. And I think it's a fascinating science with which to do that with. Thank you. I became a little distracted. <laughs> notice that. Sorry. Yeah, notice that. It's all right. It's all right. I know I'm interested. Uh, right. I'm interested in what I'm saying. That's all right. Don't worry about it. I've got, I've got it. I've got it covered. Don't the worry rest about. of them in full, though. Yeah, of course, this is an audio, audio medium. No one would have ever known that. No, until you told them. And now you've told them. Now they've got a reason to be distracted because I think, well, if he's distracted, yeah, what was going she's going to want to be distracted. What was going, what, what's the man doing? Uh, yeah, what was well, the man doing? What was I, I, beyond me, I was concentrating on the task at hand. What have been your main influences of your writing, or what have been the main influences of your writing and performing? Uh, writing. Uh, I, Every, uh, when I was about 13 years old, I think uh, um, an older friend got me a copy of Sylvia Plath's uh, poetry. And um, I mean, I'd been writing for a very long time before that, but uh, that, that turned me on to uh, going, uh, seeing who else I could find similarly to that, um, who was using language in such ways that were evoking feelings in me that, that she was evoking. I mean, from that, I, I, I went to uh, all the way from, from Blake through the Surrealists, the Beat Poets, uh, very much so. And as a performer, uh, I guess probably my biggest influence is my spirit animal, Patti Smith. <laughs> oh, sorry, did you want me to say something there? Oh, I, th I, just thought, <laughs> I thought that was the nature of it. I can ask the questions if you want. <laughs> I'm not used to this. No one's ever looked at me before oh. during a podcast. Uh, I like, sorry, I like it. Sorry, no one's ever said Patti Smith and then looked directly at me. I don't know. Because I guess it's kind of freaking me out. You look uncannily like my, my old housemate. It was like my brother. And it's, it's almost spooky. So this kind isn't going to work for other people. No, they can, can they Google you? Strangers at the door and your former housemate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on. It's what the internet's for, is it not? Go what, Googling, your, Googling your former housemates. Yeah, if they want to. Nothing. I'm sure they could. Yeah. Um, I killed that, sorry. Let's have another poem. <laughs> okay. 
The ghost of my future self was propping up the bar in a beret. She was loud, to say the least. Her martini never ended and a $20 bill was extended at her bow. Melody, who was the drinks maker and taker of rolling bucks, wasn't taking my cash. No, no, sorry, wasn't taking her cash. <laughs> I couldn't spend enough. Tina, who was the me of time not yet crowned, only exchanged her cards when putting cash in Melody's décolletage. I wanted her to know me. But she was busy flying her sounds around the basins of Zam Zam's bar on their hate, so I ordered Sailor Jerry's and fatefully entered conversation. She was 57 at midnight, but only the light of youth glowed in her ashtray. Oh, heaven! In these two North Beach spaghetti loops of time, we are yet to meet. But I guess Tina and I have already peaked, she suggested when she explained that she had HIV. I guess smoking from the same pipe maybe wasn't clean, but trick a dreamer into a moment and I go balls out the bath for the bait. Believe me. Now her fingers swell from medication and she'll black out on a boozy eve. But she celebrates with prescription dope and a past that like to thieve. We talked about the crack pigeons of Tenderloin. Fifth Avenue junkies bending necks and clucking for their next fix. She'd known it, but... Only a tiny bit, and by that I mean five or so glorious hits. Now these words echoed in my hollow, drunken belly. A cocoon of ecstasy. Bucking heads, I asked for more. Next to me now was the black sand shore that I'd been hiking for, with loose boots that weren't right and an old cell phone for a flashlight. She offered me an easy route, solid steps. But she'd fallen off our wasted butter boat, and you know, if she'd had it, then I'd had it. But hey, I digress. So irises were cooking, veggie oil and fucking hot pans. Perplexed, because she projected everything I was going to be. A Super 8 recording of everything that pleased and scared me. Gawping at this aerial projection in a fuddy-duddy home, as inappropriate wayward words landed like accidents on funny bones. When I blinked, I missed me, not worried I was missing something. In her baby blue living room, she took off her beret and aged 20 years to the day. The clocks danced like butterflies, too wise to tell the truth. And her lip curled up as she danced to a song she swears I'd love from her youth. Bats flew from the caves within her face. Fear and grace mutilate in this stony haze, moving like a lizard queen, a seventies creamer, telling stories of the bad boys she dated and their dead siblings that we named in reams, beaming the energy of 57 years collected. My era is rejected, or so we feel. So we take magnets to our tits and hope to attract the best bits of the past century we imaginatively miss. Can I change into my pajamas, she asked. That was leggings and a tight blue top. Where in time did that body belong? Her body was both a live instrument of ecstasy and also something that seemed so wrecked to me. It moved like a dandelion blown in spring. But sandy fins, when washed ashore, do glisten until they're gutted forever and evermore. Thank you, Lisa. And 
as I introduced you, you are the editor of Prowl. That's right. Sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Prowl, so Prowl is a, a print publication uh, that celebrates the art of being human in the, in the post-net world. Uh, uh, that is kind of asking ourselves what is it to be human um, and also celebrating independent creativity through that because we believe that uh, one of the arts of being human is to, is to be expressive, uh, it's to be mind independent, it's to be badly behaved because, like, you know, rules were made for us, we weren't made for rules, they don't really fit, you know, so what we're trying to do is just break down all those things that, that aren't really working in society and just have a really good time while do it, doing it. Uh, it's an it's a, it's a international publication, it's sold in over 20 different countries. Uh, we feature poetry, illustration, uh, uh, essays on, on things such as the war on consciousness uh, and uh, other kind of social, political uh, things as well. So, um, and how long has it been going for? It's been, well, it, it actually it started as a zine called Howl when... Uh, um, when I was at university, and I'd, I'd make it uh, with suede covers and, and studded spines on it, and, and just celebrate all of the kind of counterculture creatives who were around me with it, and, and I'd make out with each copy in like a blue lipstick or a black lipstick, and, and hand them out to lovely people. But uh, when I started working for uh, for the for the national papers, like the Sunday Times and what have you, I, I, I suddenly started to realise that there was a, there was a very big gap in the market for honesty, and. Uh, I wanted to fill that, and, and to do that, I had to compete with their with their quality. So I created a magazine that's this this stellar quality, this this beautiful, the, the pages, I'm everything. It in my hands now, listeners. <laughs> now shiny. How does it feel? It feels like a proper thing, doesn't it? It's proper, man. It's, yeah. it's proper, it's yeah. It's really heavy. <laughs> uh, uh, so so you could sit on on those shelves with those glosses, but but give our, our fellow man something of worth to le uh, to read. Yeah, and you, but so you. It didn't initially think that way, but you, with time you came to believe that in order to compete with their ideas, you also had to compete with the, the physical feel of the magazine well. It's, as the, well. it's the Trojan horse, isn't it? You know, you, if you want to get your message out there, I can't go out there shouting, revolution, 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 because everyone who's turned off by the very idea of people uh, making change aren't going to listen to that. So you make something beautiful that they're going to want to pick up and they're going to want to look at, and then you just put in there some stuff that's going to make them go, oh, what? Like, what's going on around me, actually? I don't really get it. Poisoning magpies. Um, no, With no, no. No, quite opposite, quite opposite. It's like, it's like uh, feeding the fishes. Oh, sorry. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah feeding. Yeah, sorry. I'm always poisoning. thinking in terms of poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read later. You'll learn. <laughs> okay. um, and what... Why was the decision taken to introduce poetry to the magazine, and has it been there since the start? Oh, since they thought, yeah. I mean, as a, as a poet, and uh, who's also surrounded by poets, who are themselves surrounded by poets, it, it, wouldn't, it never really crossed my mind to not have poetry in there. Um, more than anything, what we are trying to do is, is, is you know, really uh, uh, capture the, the human experience. Uh, in what it is to be human, we have to capture human experience. And now more than ever, people are using them. I don't know more than ever. I don't know. I don't know if I can make that claim. But now a lot of people are using poetry in which to do that. And uh, and so I wanted to make that space available for people. More to than listen. since last Wednesday, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more today. More <laughs> yeah, today. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you had any feedback from readers about the poetry uh, specifically? Yeah, I mean, actually, the poetry goes down really well. And, and we don't just present it to people in the magazine either. Um, we also had a web series, uh, last year, a very small web series last year on, on our website uh, called Basement Beats, which is spoken word artists as well, and, and that went down, down fantastically well. In fact, one of the members of our, of our Prowl gang now, our Prowl community, who's flown over here from Madrid, uh, did so after watching the Basement Beats, so people dig the poetry, man. Mm -hmm. Good. And um, 
can you tell us a bit about some of the poets you've published or not about them but perhaps just their names and, and why you chose them uh, yeah i mean the, the last issue was was an indigo was the indigo kids issue which is a a concept which we don't have time to explain right now so so uh, look it up but we, we, we were looking on that theme and so what i was looking for mainly actually for, for uh, the last big issue that we did was spoken word uh, specifically not poetry you know there's a vast difference um, and we probably spoken word because it very much is the voice of the people who are standing up and saying, "I'm going to do things differently now, and, I, and I'm and I'm going to, and this is how I'm going to do it, and I'm going to uh, talk to you as freely and liberated as I can." Um, so we published a, a, a people who were coming along to uh, our events like Buster Rhymes, where we took over the top deck of a public bus with poets. Uh, people uh, like David Lee Morgan, uh, Jason Pillay, uh, and uh, many other names that you'll know and you can read about when you pick up the magazine. <laughs> and, but for the next ones, we're, we're going to be looking at uh, straight poetry for the, for the future edition. And, um, well, how can people submit their work to Prowl? Or do you, is it invitation only? It's not invitation only, no, but I, I really encourage people if they, if, to be a part of Prowl and, and to be published in Prowl, to just come and be a part of us and what we're doing. Uh, it's a community, it, it, it's uh, uh, something for you to get involved in and build relationships with. So we host like a lot of hangouts, a lot of a lot of parties. We, um, we, we, we gather creatives in, in as many ways as possible. So it's just a matter of finding out what we're doing, which is pretty easy because it's all on our website. And just, uh, or, or sign up to the mailing list because it's not all on our website actually. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> just the mailing list get it. Uh, and, uh, and just coming and joining us and being a part of it. And if people who are listening are too far away to do that, then yes, you can email me. I, I just think that if you're in the borough next to me, like come and, come and, come and see me face to face and say hello, man. You know? <laughs> do I have to cross the river? Oh, come on, man, you got to cross the river. Do it on a bike, it feels good. Well, <laughs> maybe, I'll think about it. Right? Um, and we were talking just briefly before that Prowl isn't only a physical magazine. It's not just a paper-bound object. So yeah. You could just describe a bit. Well, that's right. I mean, uh, uh, what we also do is, uh, as I mentioned, we've got the website and we, we um, generate video content for that, all, all of which supports independent uh, creatives in, within the community and uh, we have a clothing line as well the last one of which uh, was all to break down sexual taboos as they were so uh, we had the happy fanny t-shirt for example and <laughs> and uh, other such wonderful garments which uh, uh, sold out and did really well you wouldn't be surprised to know <laughs> um yeah we're sort of running through the well, it's not tape is it we're not out of fashion but i wish it was tape <laughs> it it's my ipad's telling me we're running out of time okay um so we'll take a final point please final point absolutely sure so i'm standing on the side of a ring road at manchester airport forever riffraff loitering just to linger the freewheeling troubadours weed and moroccan hash are burning like incense at my forefinger it's early and ugly, and the cab driver already asked to fuck me. A chariot of carnal shadows riding like a wizard at some creepy village fair. Anyway, so I'm then in these citizen of humanity jeans against these birds' splattered railings, letting the magic lab of my lungs release a cosmic spectrum of air. And while one cupped hand hovers at a tricky lighter, I see a four-leaf clover. It's right by my dear and paisley foot, and man, it has stood bolder than any of the three-leaf clovers. It's like a token from the other side of our sideless entity. 
years of childhood summers, two foot jumping from memory boxes in my head, and so I pluck her from the ground because she's a light. Like zinging zingers in the anti-space of righteous meds, I am where you are, where you aren't, and where we've been before. Around fire hydrants and drip metal jewelry stores. I know my feet are like lemon slices in fizzy pop, sliding along peak rooftops. Still, I grab her. My dharma, dharmic, darling four-leaf clover. And like a lion raised to the sun, I'm walking down these endless airport corridors where they check I'm just one person because one person doesn't make a war. Well, my dear Heathrow brothers, I'm a million vibrations of lights. I brought myself this clover through the sophisticated machinery of my inner eye. I passed over myriad meadows as trumpets blew me over pano chocolat and psychedelic pies. A dizzy, cannabinoid kitten parading through the prisms of sight. From a place somewhere unknown, that kid I was continued to rifle through stupid three-leafers. Squealing with delight when ten years later she handed it to me and I was just mixing last-minute reefers. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck, good luck, good luck. If we say it enough, we'll generate good luck. And we'll fly well on British Airways and the private jets of our imaginations because we treated ourselves to luck. Tokens that make a moment burst through the seams of heavenly day and wrap around us silently every which way. So I'm sharing my token of luck with you. Because if you believe it, well, then you'll pass through security and get into Ireland too. Um, well, that, that's it. But before we go, a uh, chance to mention any websites or blogs or anything. Absolutely, yeah. So um, if people dig the sound of Prowl, then come on over to prowlhouse.com. Sign yourself up to the mailing list. Uh, we don't pass on your DRs to the man. Uh, and and we'll, we'll be, we share kind of information where we have kind of quite private gatherings and, and what have you on there. So if you want to be a part of it, then do that. Um, also, if you, if, if you don't like Prowl, but you kind of like me, you can go to lisalux.com and you can check out what I'm doing on there as well. Yeah, and they, uh, those links will be in the description of the video. Thank you, Lisa, very much. Thank, Thank you, you very, for having very, me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simon Thank you.